Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I am your host, David C., as always. Hey there, Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I'm your host, David C., as always, and in today's episode, the Mavs win again, 130-124 over the Orlando Magic. Now the Mavericks taking eight out of the last ten, gaining a lot of traction right before the All-Star break. So, in this game... It was a tell of two halves for our man Porzingis, but we know who it's all about, who keeps just winning games for us and just doing the amazing things night in and night out. I can't start anywhere in this game, especially without talking about Luka Doncic. In this game, it was just another Luka exhibition show. He just showed everyone in the league today... I'm sad that this wasn't a national broadcast stage because, man, Luca put on a show. Beautiful passes all over the place, finding open guys, making nice plays, three-point shot, falling down for him. Everything you could ask for from Luca was happening in this game. And everyone got a lot of open shots because of the insane passes Luca was doing today, but... Just for himself, Luca had 33 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 assists. One assist shy of another triple-double. He was 12 of 22 from the field and 5 of 10 from the three-point line in his 37 minutes out there on the court today. So, when you look at just the stats Luca threw out there today, he was 50% from the three-point line. That's pretty good. <laughs> we knew what his issues were early in the season. Everybody was ready to jump off of his three-point shot, just ready to say he couldn't do it, which was kind of absurd considering he was shooting about 32% for his career at that point, and we all expected it to get better. Obviously, he started the season the way he did, and he struggled. We all know that he struggled bad to start the season, but if you watched him, you know that Luka was never going to be satisfied with his shot being as off as it was. And it's definitely come on for him over these last about five to seven games for the Mavericks. It's just been on point for him, and it's just leading to easy easy 30-point games for him out there because it doesn't even look like he's trying to be all that aggressive and everything just seems to come to him pretty easily in these games. So it's it's good to see this from Luca right now. And as I said, the Mavericks now have won eight of the last 10 games. I I, I can't say enough how everyone is back, guys. It took long enough Everyone was sad, <laughs> everyone was disappointed in the season, but now us winning 8 of the last 10, gaining the traction that we have, only having one more game before the All-Star break, and it is definitely a winnable game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. This is a team now that's poised to continue to move forward in the Western Conference standings as this team just gels together even better right now. Porzingis in this game, 
obviously didn't have his best game today when it came to the first half, which is crazy because Porzingis only had two points in the first half, but ended the game with 17 points, 10 rebounds, and three assists with a steal and a block out there in 32 minutes. Now, his three-point shot was not there early in the game. He started 0 of 6, and man... Facebook and Twitter was just letting him have it, just calling him trash and calling him this and that. And it's like, good Lord, guys, can we just take a beat for a second? Can we always not have to destroy a guy after he has a bad shooting performance? Because we've seen KP hit repeated shots from the logo and around that area when he's having good games. And we're all in complete... All of it. <laughs> We're all watching it and just being in the complete amazement of where KP is able to pull up sometimes from in the court. And now when he has a bad shooting night, everyone is ready to just bash him and trade him. Come on, guys. He's 25. He's a seven foot three monster who just has to get healthy. It's it's starting to come together. Yes, his first half was bad, but he put it together in the second half. Pretty good for himself. As I said, starting 0 of 6 from the three-point line for him to finish 3 of 10 means he went 3 out of 4 in the second half and obviously helped the Mavericks take the lead that they needed to to take this win over this Orlando Magic team because they definitely decided they weren't going to go away easy on us. <laughs> they decided uh, they were going to try to make a nice comeback at the end of this game, but it was thanks to Luka and his end-of-the-game shots and Porzingis got the Mavericks off to a hot start in the third quarter. So it's just impressive what he can do for this team out there, guys. We, we got to love it. But he's going to have bad shooting nights. Look as a prime example, a guy who's been a huge help for us in a lot of games. Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr., obviously we know what he can do and we know how well he can shoot. But he also has nights where he doesn't shoot great, like tonight. He was only one of five from the three-point line. So it happens. Shooters have bad nights. Obviously, Porzingis isn't where we want him to be yet. I'm not trying to say that he is. Don't bash me to say, oh, you're just an over-the-top supporter. Well, I am an over-the-top supporter, but I also realize that he is a guy that we need more production from right now. And he understands it as well. Everyone was calling what he did last game temper tantrums and things like that. But no, he's just a guy who's very upset with his own gameplay right now. And the only way he can make sense to get it better is to take more shots. Which he was getting a lot of shots up in the first half, especially from the three-point line, trying to get it going. And nobody, nobody was more upset about it than him that they're not going in. You want that guy on your team. You want a guy who's upset when he's not playing good. Would you rather he just didn't care is that what people would rather see? I would rather see him getting upset and say, give me the ball because I need to make a shot to get myself back in rhythm because I'm just not playing good right now. I, I'd rather see that. So Porzingis is getting there. He had another double-double in this game. 17 points and 10 rebounds. I, I will be happy with that. Three assists. 3 of 10 from the three-point line, obviously not the best. And he played 32 minutes, a block and a steal. I mean, you want that from your center position, do you not? Do you not want someone out there who can change the complexion on the defensive end, 
just because of his sheer size because he did do more of the just affecting shots as opposed to blocking shots in this game yes he doesn't always get the block and it's kind of disappointing to see that for sure i'm not gonna say that it's not guys but we also got to be happy with what he is and what he does give to this team we can't have center in the league give us all the offensive production that Porzingis gives us and gives us all the rebounding and defense too. Because if he was out there, then he's already going to be under a max contract and he's not going to leave whatever team he is now. And obviously, if y'all are saying Porzingis is that bad, we cannot trade him to attain said guy. So be happy with what you got. Be happy that we have a center that can give you almost 20 points and 10 rebounds a game with about a block and a half. That's pretty good. Obviously, we don't have the power forward because if Doncic is a point guard, Porzingis is our center, then we don't have a power forward who's getting those rebounds for us. Someone who's pretty much going to have to take Dorian Finney-Smith spot in this lineup, which, yes, can be done, definitely. But when you're talking about Porzingis, that's not the guy you want to trade. When you have him under a max contract, when you have him here, and with a player like Luka, Porzingis is a guy that you got to support and get behind. These guys are few and far between. There are rare centers in this league that I would take over Porzingis right now. Obviously, and they're all all-stars who are not going to get traded for their team. <laughs> That's just... That, that just... I don't know. I, I don't know how else to, to talk about Porzingis' game other than... It's still coming around, and he is a definite, definite big piece to this Mavericks being a championship team this year and next year and any other year moving on from now. Do we want more from him on the defensive th uh, side of things? Yeah, and I think it'll come. I think it's going to get there. I think things are building towards that, and the Mavericks will see that from him probably around the postseason. Just, just kind of mark my words on that, guys. Okay, sorry about that, Mavs fans. Had to go on my rant. I tend to do that from time to time. I tend to rant off about certain little things. And I just can't stand all these uh, social media platforms where everyone's just saying that KP's not a guy worth anything and he's trash and we should trade him. Uh, those opinions don't make any sense. I just, I just have to rant sometimes. Sorry, sorry about that. So, getting back to the positives and the Mavericks 130-124 to win over the Orlando Magic as I pull myself back here. The Mavericks had contributions from our entire starting lineups. Everyone gave something out there today. Obviously, it would have been better if Finney would have got into double-digit scoring and then we would have had a whole bunch of guys out there just scoring double digits. But... I'll take four out of the five in double digits in the starting lineup, along with Luka scoring 33. And we did get that today. Maxi Kleba had one of his better games back today. Yes. What I've been waiting for, what I've been wanting to see, the guy who I think makes our team just a bit more dynamic is Maxi Kleba. I understand, guys, if you say he's not an all, but I think you're wrong because Maxi does change our team completely when he's in good shape and he's doing what he normally does and what we were seeing at the beginning of the season which is he's improved that three-point shot in this game maxi went for 13 points six rebounds and one assist he was four of six from the field and three of five from the three-point line in his 28 minutes out there not to mention three steals and two blocks 
which led him to be the defensive champion with that championship belt that the Mavericks give out after every game, as far as the ones that they win anyway, uh, for defensive player of the game, and it was Maxi in this game. Three steals and two blocks, Maxi was everywhere. <laughs> it just was back to the Maxi that we were seeing at the beginning of the season. When his three-point shooting is on, his defense is on, he just changes our team. He makes us so much better. He makes us so much more dangerous because you really cannot leave Maxi at the three-point line when he's having a good game. If you do, he's just going to pull up on you because Maxi learned from the best Dirk over there in Wordsburg because I'm sure Maxi spent most of his time just watching Dirk film and how he shot. And man, I'm telling you, Maxi just makes our team so much better. He is a guy that just gives energy on the defensive end. He makes the rest of our guys have more energy just by getting some of the shot blocks and things that he does do out there. And 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 I think it just energizes our team a little bit. So good to see Maxi back uh, being old Maxi and, and doing Maxi things. It's just so good to see that from him right now. And... A guy who didn't have the best shooting game today because he did take a lot of threes for the Mavericks, but he still managed to get himself in the double digits and played pretty pretty decent D for most of the game was Josh Richardson. Richardson in this game had 11 points, two rebounds, and four assists. He was four of 11 from the field and one of six from the three-point line in his 29 minutes out there, but he did have two blocks of his own in this game. So not his best shooting performance, obviously. I know everyone always just wants to go back to his three-point shooting, and, and just like in this game, he didn't have a great three-point night, so everyone all loves to go back to it, but what I will keep repeating is he doesn't have great three-point shooting performances night in and night out, but he still gets you double-digit points without hitting a lot of three-pointers, so if his three-point shot does start going for the Mavericks this season, then... I think everybody else is going to be just in trouble. <laughs> Let me just say that. Because obviously his shot's not there, Mavs fans. We've all been watching it. We, we've seen him since he's gotten back. His three-point shot's just, just not on point right now. And if it does get to there, then watch out everyone else. Because now Luca with Porzingis being able to spread the floor with Maxi and Richardson, it's, it's pretty dangerous. It's not something that anyone's going to look forward to seeing come playoff time. And then to round out the top five, the other guy in the starting lineup, the only one who didn't break double digits in scoring in this game was Dorian Finney-Smith. But he did have some good defensive moments in here. Uh, it's it's just, um, I don't know, some games he's not going to give you a lot on the scoring side, but I guess we didn't really need it. We still got 130 points scored in this game without Finney doing a whole lot for us. Dorian in this game had six points. Four rebounds and two assists. He was 3 of 5 from the field and 0 of 2 from the three-point line in his 34 minutes. But he also got a block in this game too. So that's what I mean. Even in games like this against an Orlando Magic team um, who refused to go away at the end of this game, it's important to have a guy who at least gives you some defensive effort out there. I know he didn't hit his shots, but it's okay. You're just not always going to get that from Dorian. You're just not going to get that that from him all the time. It's, and it's okay. But he did play 34 minutes and obviously uh, gave a lot of hustle out there, adding a block in this game as well. And the Mavericks just, you know, had a, had a ton of blocks in this game. They 
they had six blocks total, and that's that's good to see. Good to see at least some defense in this game, which obviously not a lot of defense was played when you have a score in the way that it did. <laughs> there there wasn't a, a a tremendous amount of defense being played out there, but what I think has become my favorite thing about this Maverick team right now is the fact that they take turns, it almost seems like, in quarters sometimes. <laughs> it seems like everybody gets a quarter to just go crazy on. And Luca in the first quarter, had 10 points, um, one rebound and two assists. And his three-point shooting was just on. Even though the Mavericks were down 33-29 at the end of the first, it seemed to be Luca's quarter who led the Mavericks. And then in the second quarter, it seemed to be uh, Trey Burke and Tim Hardaway Jr., and doing their job in the second quarter. Trey Burke definitely hit, hit some shots for the Mavericks that help uh, keep us right there in this game and, and keep the lead for the Mavericks at a time. Um, our bench, too, in this team, in this game, contributed in a big, big way, scoring over 50 points in this game and really helping the Mavericks do some things. Everyone, as I said, took a turn because Tim Hardaway Jr. and Trey Burke were the guys who helped in the second quarter. Trey Burke ended the game with 11 points, one rebound, and two assists, and it was four or five from the field. His only shot missed was one of his two three-point shots, and he only played nine minutes. So he definitely gave us some production out there, and it was one of those flash-in-the-pan games that, that Burke can give you. Uh, he didn't get a lot of minutes, but did well with the time that he had out there. And Tim Hardaway Jr. did not have a great game, but the combination of Burke and Hardaway Jr. in the second quarter helped the Mavericks really, really get back into the game when we were having such a really poor start to it. So Tim Hardaway Jr., as I said, didn't have the best overall game. He only had five points, two rebounds, and four assists. He was two of eight from the field and one of five from the three-point line in his 22 minutes out there. He did have one steal, but... As, this is what I said about when it comes to shooters. They're going to have bad games some nights. There's going to be nights where you're just going to be disappointed on, on what they give you from the shooting standpoint. Burke is one of those guys who can get hot and shoot well. Hardaway Jr. is one of those guys as well. In this game, Burke was more on and Hardaway wasn't. So Burke was the other guy off the bench that helped the Mavericks in this game. And... <laughs> I don't really like to talk bad about players on the Mavericks team. And there's a guy who I have been his supporter from day one. If you've been listening to this podcast or have listened to my previous episodes, then you'll know that I've never, ever bashed Dwight Powell. But, man, the minutes he gave to the Mavericks in the second quarter, he just was blowing my mind with the horribleness that was going on out there <laughs> even when he got a rebound somehow I got taken away from him he just does a little too much flailing out there I don't know I I, I don't want to bash your pal but you just you got to give us a little more <laughs> pal in this game as I say still did more point scoring than Hardaway Jr. Powell had eight points and four rebounds. He was three or four from the field in his 12 minutes out there. Um, but I, it was, it was frustrating watching Powell out there in the second quarter. I'm just going to say it for what it was. It, it was, it was pretty frustrating. Uh, the second half though, the last guy, the main guy to talk about for the Mavericks coming off the bench, who just did so much for this Maverick team. 
finding open guys, hitting open shots, doing everything to help them was Jalen Brunson. Brunson in this game had 24 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists. He was 9 of 13 from the field and 3 of 6 from the 3-point line in his 29 minutes out there. He also threw in a steal. And the crazy thing about all those numbers is somehow he was on minus 10. <laughs> on the plus minus. Uh, given his all that insaneness, somehow he gave us minus 10. I, I don't know how that really comes about, but either way... Without everything Brunson did for us, and especially in the end of the third quarter and beginning part of the fourth, between Brunson, Burke, and Hardaway, they gave us a really, really nice scoring punch off the bench. It, it, it definitely helped the Mavericks uh, take a lead in this game that was never really given up. Although the Magic did do their best to try to come back in the end and give us a scare. I actually think it got it to within about five points after us being up by about 20. It, it dropped fairly quickly and they wanted us to breathe a little harder, but <laughs> uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that we were able to hold on to this and achieve another victory in this game. As now, as I said, Mavericks have now won eight of the last 10 and are now over 500 at 17 and 16. The first time we've been over 500 since we were eight and seven. <laughs> uh, that hurts me to say that because obviously I want my team to be better and I knew we were. I knew we were not the team that was losing all those games, especially to some of those teams that we were losing to. We just needed our guys back. Everyone's back now, and I think our fan base should be really happy right now. I don't want to see all this bashing of our team. We're, we've won 8 of 10. What more do you want, Mavs fans? Do you want us to go 10-0? Not even the Lakers are doing that. Nobody's doing that. There's not a lot of 10-game win streaks out there unless your name is the Utah Jazz. So, let's be happy with what we have right now. Let's be excited for it. Let's back off the trade everyone bandwagon just a little bit. Let's see what we have here as things are starting to roll a little bit. Because guess what? Even if you do get the trade that everyone wants to happen right now, now you got to reestablish chemistry. And what we have all seen in the past, Rajon Rondo, that does not always work to your advantage when you mess up some flow that you have going in your offense and something that you have. Because lest we forget, in the trade that we made to get Rondo, we actually had the number one offense at that point in NBA history. We were trending toward a point where we were going to lead the league at that point in offensive efficiency. But we made the trade and obviously things changed dramatically. Our offense changed and, and we know what happened to us in the playoffs. So it doesn't always work out, Mass fans. The grass is not always greener. I can guarantee you that. Be happy sometimes with what you got. And just see if you can move forward with it in a positive direction. Give it a chance. Give it a chance to grow. Don't just stomp out your garden because it didn't give you a, a rose bush in a couple weeks. Give it that time to grow and be what it's going to be. Everyone's starting to now come together and understand their roles. This was a great offensive game today. The ball was hopping around left and right. Everyone was doing something in this game. There was a situation where I think 
Everyone in the lineup touched it. It hopped around everywhere before it ended up going back for one of Brunson's three-pointers that he made in the fourth quarter. It was just great to see. Great to see. Offense was just beautiful out there today. And you've seen the team just having a little bit more pep in their step. Porzingis got a nice put-back dunk off of a Josh Richardson missed three-point shot. Maxi out there giving his defense and doing everything that he does. It was just great to see everything in this game. Luca with multiple just beautiful passes. One was a behind-the-back drop pass that he left for Doreen Finney-Smith as he went under the rim and left it easy for him for an easy two-point basket. Another look-away pass that he made to Dorian earlier in the game. Just, just insane, beautiful offense that we're seeing from this team right now. Let's be happy with it. Let's keep it together for as long as we can and see what happens. We know we got a lot of room next season to grow if things don't work out. But let's just give it a chance and let's see what we got to run with. So... Another good win for this Maverick team over the Orlando Magic. 130 to 124. And now we have one more game coming up this Wednesday against the Oklahoma City Thunder at 7.30 on Fox Sports Southwest. Hopefully we can pull off another win there. And if we do, we have just a ton of great, great traction and momentum going into the All-Star break and get ready for this second part of the season and turn it up just a little bit because, hey, one thing that our team has had plenty of is rest. So we should be good to go for this second portion of the season once we get a little bit more rest here after the All-Star break and, and move things forward in the positive direction that we got going right now. So that's all for tonight's episode, Maz fans. Another game, another victory. Let's go. I hope you like what you heard in today's episode. If you did, make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, follow, and share with your friends. And I hope you listen in next time, Mass fans. Thanks a lot.